2: Welcome to the program. It's good to have you with us. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand on for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, whatever's on your heart. All you have to do is call 210 340 9585 if you're outside the San Antonio area. You can call Toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Everything's hands-free. Just hit one button. Call now. At the top of the screen, you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Now, it's day-day.
3: Yeah, go
2: ahead. I liked it. It's day day. Woo woo. Yeah, I, like I have that
3: <laughs> that effect effect on, me. on you. Yeah. <clears throat> what yeah. can I say? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and we'd love to have your calls and questions. I have no idea what you're going to talk about today, but you sure look beautiful.
3: Well, there you go. Thank you. So I'll talk about that. Thank you so much. If, on those shows when you forget to say, you know, your beautiful wife and stuff, I'm like, wow, is he having a bad day or what? <laughs> <laughs> Who got involved in the day and just messed up his mind, because he usually says, oh, you're so beautiful. So when you don't say it, I'm like, let me get in the hey, car and come over here.
2: You got nothing to worry about. I still write, Ron loves Paul on my notebook. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I make hearts with the R yeah, plus the P. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what people are probably thinking they are just crazy.
2: No, they just tune to another station. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and we don't blame you one bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so, you know, babe, I've had several ladies... Recently, tell me that they and their husbands are reading and praying together. That's cool. Because mm-hmm, I guess they're seeing the the benefits, and then what we talked about last week, you know, where uh, Pastor Want had said that when his family goes off just a little bit, he knows that's his fault that he's not been having them together mm-hmm. with him in the Word, and so evidently some people are listening and they're taking the counsel, and yeah, good things happen.
2: And see, then you see spectacular things that God is able to do in the marriage and then through the marriage and you know in a, in a in a job like I have mm-hmm. and I don't consider this a job you know that but know. but you know fully the majority of people aren't listening because They run from conviction, you know. It's just, oh, I don't need to do all that. I don't need to. So when you hear that some people are listening and they're experiencing the power of God in their lives, Mm -hmm. it's really exciting. I don't take it personal. It's not that at all. It's just really a a good thing to be able to say um, we're we're able to watch uh, as the Spirit of God does some really neat stuff in people's lives. And I'll just say it again on on the for for this audience. Um, You know, the word of God is living and active. It's supernatural. The Holy Spirit is supernatural. What he wants to do is supernatural. And we can't achieve those things naturally. You can't sit down and negotiate a good marriage. You can't work hard on a good marriage. Mm -hmm. You've got to submit to, to God. And when you're reading the Bible together, God is sort of like tying little Love knots in your hearts together mm-hmm. and and you're not even aware that it's happening. It's just happening and everybody else can see it and you just get to enjoy it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And you said a word in your your speech right there. <laughs> what else would that be called? What what is your that? response.
2: Okay. You oh, go. if it's a speech I got a lot more. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you proved that last night at service. Oh, that was was, terrible. No, it was so good, and you did a whole chapter, and I was kind of laughing because I don't know how many verses, but it's three pages flipping in my Bible, you know, even though it's a large print, but it's three pages. And you said, I don't care how long it takes. I'm going (laughs) to finish this chapter. And when you started, babe, you did one verse, and then you did verse two, and then you did verse three. When you got to verse Four, and then five, I was like, we're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: he little fake.
3: <laughs> yeah, you just added another 10 minutes to it, but you made it. So mm. you, you, you were true to your word. No matter how long it takes, I'm <laughs> going to finish this chapter.
2: Yeah, you know, I try to do like 45 minutes tops. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, people get tired of sitting on their rear ends. Yeah, and we along, have to go to restroom. Go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, nobody needs more than 45 minutes of me. Mm. And, and that's a, that should be the, the outside but some of the chapters are long. Some what got to do? And, and I was having a really hard time seeing last night. So yeah, even being able to read the the, yeah. the names and stuff that you're not familiar with, um, you know, it just it just took me a little bit longer.
3: <laughs> yeah, in fact, you know, because I know past wives, women can't be pastors. But last night you couldn't get a dremelik, You know, and you. I couldn't. A, I just can't see the letters. So, so I had to say it to you. Yes. had to interpret that for you.
2: And I appreciated it a lot too.
3: <laughs> it was so weird because you said thanks Paula. So yeah. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. Anyway, you said conviction. And you know, I like conviction. only reason I like conviction is it keeps me um, you know, closer to the Lord because if when I when I don't pay attention to that still small voice, the conviction uh, that comes if, if I'm not quick to obey, and I delay the obedience, and then sometimes flat-out disobedience, um, that's a progression. And I don't want that kind of progression because really that turns into a regression um, because I'm going the wrong way. I want to stay up real close to the Lord. And so quick obedience, keeping short accounts, assures me of that. When I delay the obedience, it's kind of like Jesus is maybe a quarter of a mile up the road I'm still following him but kind of like at a distance.
2: Well, you we know what happened to Peter when he followed <clears> the <throat> Lord from a distance. The next thing he found himself warming his self at the at the fire of the enemy.
3: Yeah.
2: And yeah. and you that's what happens. That's and, what
3: happens. The enemy's like, ooh, yeah, he'd back here, you know. Uh, Jesus is a distance, he's starting to get a little smaller, you know, 'cause the problem gets bigger. And then when I in its flat out disobedience, I'm just on my own. You can't even see Jesus. And so um, I like conviction because the result is, okay, Paul, you got an opportunity to get this straightened up and be in close fellowship because I'm still saved. We're all still saved if we're truly saved. Um, but that that distance that you can feel, I mean, you can feel it because mm-hmm. the, the Lord loves us so much. He lets us feel.
2: And that's when bad stuff happens, mm-hmm. when we're at a distance, you know, we we're just not, tuned into spiritual things. Paul calls it uh, sowing to the flesh. We reap from the flesh. If we sow to the spirit, we, we reap from the spirit. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do in order to do that is be with Jesus. We, we can't let any distance. And the fact that you like conviction just indicates you under, it, it, You understand how much pleasure and joy you get from being in his presence.
3: Yeah, yeah. And the, the Lord just, you know, he wants to stay close. He doesn't want to keep walking because he keeps walking, um, and so anyway. So I was thinking of some some conviction things in in the Bible. For instance, when the Lord told David, you know, don't number the troops, don't collect horses, in Second uh, Samuel twenty four, and yet he did, and so he gets in trouble. And you know, you had a question yesterday. Um, why was God so hard on Moses? Well, David had great accountability, responsibility, too. He's he's setting an example for the troops. And if he's not going to be obedient, then he sets that example of disobedience for everybody else. And then, you know, there's consequences. And we think sometimes um, that when we are living our life, don't anybody tell me how to live my life. Um, I'm not hurting anybody. This is just me. I'm doing this thing. And so David's, you know, Collecting women and, and counting the troops and all these things that the Lord told him not to, it affected everybody.
2: Tens of thousands of people died as yeah, a result. I
3: think seventy thousand
2: yeah yeah, and you know I think there, there, something is so selfish when we just know this is my life and I can live it the way I want, we don't we don't realize the effect that the choices that we make have on other people. Yes. And many times those are the people that we say we love. Yep. Uh, the choices I made in our marriage before I got saved uh, affected you certainly. Uh, it affected our day-by-day, our day, even hour-by-hour hour relationship. It affected our kids. Um, uh, I got more and more sullen and more and more angry. And... Um, it affected just a lot of things. And we, we don't live in a vacuum, and that's what people like to think, because that's allows them to continue to sin and do what they want. You know, we've had, in, in marriage counseling situations, we've had a lot of people who, um, for for whatever reason, some fell in love with somebody else online. Others began looking at pornography, those kind of things. Well, well, I'm not hurting anybody. And the reality is that there were a lot of people getting hurt really, really deeply.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, not only does the wife normally find out, but same thing. The kids can find out. And it's just heartbreaking. So Anyway, so another one. Remember when Nathan had to come to David? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's you, David. You're the man who has taken this one one man and his one sheep. In other words, you know, the, the wife of Uriah. And I love how the Bible says, never says David's wife until later, but you took Uriah's wife. This is Uriah's wife, you know. And so, yeah, people are affected by the choices that we make. So the conviction, when when Nathan came to David, Against thee and thee only have I sinned. I mean, he owned up to it. That's what we have to do. When I'm convicted, it's like, oh, man, I know.
2: Yeah, You know, it's an interesting dynamic to me. People, and and you know, I I personally believe David is the greatest repenter in the history of the world. He truly had a heart after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. But he also was plagued by lust and flesh and yeah. all kinds of things. Now, remember, David didn't have the Holy Spirit living in him that we have. So we can't be too hard on David but he was still really and truly accountable to God for, for the privileges that God had bestowed upon him. And, you know, David fought for almost a year to keep his sin quiet. A
3: secret, yeah.
2: Um, Psalm 32, uh, David explains what it was like for him during that time. You know, when I when I kept silent, it was like his bones were being crushed inside mm-hmm. him. And he was just his heart was being ripped apart. Mm-hmm. And and he describes it very vividly in Psalm 32. And yet that wasn't enough to get him to turn to Jesus or turn to God and, and repent. Um, it wasn't until he was confronted by Nathan, the prophet, the yeah. man of God, and uh, and that was when he got to the point and said, what am I doing? I'm mm-hmm. I, 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 Against thee and the only have I sinned, O God. I mean, Uriah would say, yeah, you sinned against me. Yeah. And and Bathsheba could say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but against thee and the only have I sinned, O God. You've been so good to me. And look at how I've, uh, I've thanked you. Um, but, but you see, you've got to get to that point before you can get to the Renew within me a right spirit and mm-hmm. restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Yeah. And, and to David's credit, he always got to that place. Yeah. No matter how bad things were, no matter the consequences, he lost his sons. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 one killed another. Um, mm-hmm. When Absalom was, was killed by Joab, mm-hmm. uh, Joab and his people, um, um, you know, he, those consequences ripped him apart. But he was always able to get back to that place where, you know, Lord, it's you and it's me. And I did this. I'm responsible for this. And then he could simply say to the Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. In our culture, Paula, people will deal with their sin. I'm such a terrible person. I can't believe I did it. God must be so angry at me or must be so disappointed in me. And God is saying, "No, no, let's get to the restore and to me the joy of your salvation mm-hmm, part, mm-hmm. because that's where He wants us all to go, and He wants us to get there very quickly."
3: Yeah, you, you had an anonymous mom yesterday, you know, where she said that their teenage son pointed out not a, not a thing, but some of our behavior.
2: <laughs> that's one of my favorite kids in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, that yeah,
3: that's a hero for yeah. me, man. Um, and the, you know, the dad was like, "That's not right." That's disrespectful. Nathan, the prophet, goes to David, the king. David could have had him killed, and yet we wouldn't have Psalm thirty-two or there, Psalm fifty-one. Or, yeah, there I are a lot. There others. are
2: a lot of prophets that were killed for doing that very thing. Yeah, and and you know, it would it would, for me. I would love to hear a report that said, you know, the, the father goes to the son and said, you know what? The truth is, I was being disrespectful to you mm-hmm. by the behavior, behavior. that yeah. we were demonstrating. Yeah. And you weren't being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You were loving me and you yeah. came to me and told yeah. me the truth. Yeah. And it hurt. Yeah. And my pride was hurt. Yeah. But mm-hmm. my pride is an enemy. So, yeah. so, So that's the way I hope that works out. Me
3: too. Me too. But yeah. So Nathan goes to David and. David's life changed, I mean, as far as his relationship with the Lord. He still had consequences, and we all still have consequences, you know, some of the things of our past, you know. If if you were a drunk and you had an accident, if you were drunk and you beat somebody up, if you were drunk and you fell down and hurt yourself, those are consequences that last and last. Um, if you're an angry person, a whole lot of people have experienced that, you know. Not just the people in your home, but the people next door across the street or at your work or whatever. And you get to say, Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me and and help me. And then you think about Saul when Lord told him to go over there and kill everything. Don't leave anything. (laughs) (laughs) And then what mean it the bleeding of the sheep? You know? Partial obedience is still disobedience, is.
2: And, and you know the, the Amalekites would have been wiped out once and for all, and um, they weren't. <laughs>
3: yeah, and then we've been fighting against that forever and ever. And then I was thinking about you, you, your audience and Sentuki. How many times uh, in the church did that's
2: people- that's not this Friday night study? That's next Friday night oh, study. Yeah. So
3: well, you don't want to talk about that right now? No, go ahead. No. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, I can be quiet. But yeah, you, audience and Santuki. Two ladies who served side by side with Paul, and yet they can't get along with each other. Mm. You know, and there's people that you just aren't the best of friends with. But we're supposed to love each other, love one another, and, and do the best we can to get along, but not to tear each other down or be ugly towards one another. Yeah,
2: you know, I, I, I it helps to be a pastor to really understand Paul's heart there. Mm. Um when people that you love, people that you know God has gifted and has blessed, and, and they refuse to get along, uh, they refuse to deal with one another respectfully mm-hmm. or lovingly, mm-hmm. um, they, they refuse to forgive, they're holding on to whatever the offense, perceived offense was, mm-hmm. uh, it really breaks a pastor's heart. Mm-hmm. Because you, you realize that those two people are now headed in a direction where God's not going to be able to use them. You know their their division is going to divide the church, mm. and and God is going to be forced to stop working through them, and you know they're holding on to that disagreement, whatever it must have been, um, and they're holding on to it so tightly that they can't hear the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, you're going to be in heaven forever with yeah. Yodi or Sintuki You'll yeah. be your, so, be your bulk meat. Yeah, so <laughs> just you know, let's get past these things. And it's really hard in a church where there are people that love Jesus but won't get along. It's not that they can't. Mm-hmm. It's that they yeah. won't get along. And every time they won't get along, the, the reason is flesh. It's not what the other person did. It's your flesh that's holding on to that offense. Mm-hmm. And Jesus told a parable about that. <laughs> you know, we've got to be the first and the most eager to forgive and and reconcile we've been called to a ministry of reconciliation Mm -hmm. and that just doesn't happen Mm -hmm. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions if you've got anything for paula or for me today or toll free 877-630-KSLR paula before you go on anymore do you want to mention the ladies retreat again
3: um yes except that we are filling up quite quickly and so if you really want to go ladies March 9th through the 11th, Thursday through Saturday. So Thursday, registration at the place starts at, it's Alto Frio, um, starts at 3. And we're finished with our retreat noon on Saturday, March 11th. So sign up um, online at calvarysa.com. Um, we will have another form from Alto Frio that we'll have to all fill out to online. I don't really care for those things, but everything's kind of like, technical, so I have to ask some of these younger girls, would you please register me? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm pitiful. Um, But yeah, March 9th through the 11th, please, please come. Yeah. So anyway, Women's Retreat, the the theme is Endure. Um, Last year was Occupy, this year is Endure. As you've been telling us, the world is getting harder, um, and we're going to have to endure some heartbreaking Tough times, and um, you also been telling us that we all need to toughen up. So not to be hard hearted or anything, but just to have our um, our full armor of God on, you know, so we can be prepared for the things. And then um, I love you said the other day. I can't remember what study it was, but we can be kind and. Um, uh, Direct, direct at the same time. Yeah, thank you. We can be kind and direct at the same time, and and we're going to have to be, you know, with the smile. Okay, so how's that going for you, baby? You know, you you feel like you're still going to go to heaven living like this, right? Don't sound like it. Let me show you scripture. Oh, you don't want to see scripture? Okay, because I had a lady in what in Scotland. She threw my Bible down on the ground. I go, okay, that's all right, (laughs) but. The Lord, you will remember, and I will remember this moment right now when, because everybody's going to go to heaven. Some will stay, and some will be told, depart from me, I never knew you, from the Lord. And so if you don't get saved between now and then, I'll see you, and you'll see me. And remember this conversation we're having right now as I'm picking up my Bible. I was very kind, but I was very direct. Um, you can't just throw the Word of God down and not have consequences that will follow. She was just upset because I was, you know, she had this man next to her that she was living with, you know, doing all the things you do when you live with somebody. And, um, she wasn't happy that the word was saying you can't call yourself a Christian or anything like that or, or, or just think you're going to go to heaven because you're a pretty lady, um, and she was not happy with me. So she, yeah. my Bible down. You
2: know, you're a really good example of being kind and direct at the same time. People will people see that as kind of incongruous. But, um, you know, you, you've you told people when they're they're living with somebody, having sex with somebody they're not married to. Um, you, you'll look at somebody and say, sweetheart, you wouldn't do that if you knew your value yeah. to God. Yeah. If you knew how much he loved you, if you knew how much he cared. You wouldn't choose this man yeah. over him and um, you know it's direct but and and sometimes people get angry Mm -hmm. but nobody can say it's not kind because you're just as compassionate as kind as you can possibly be and that's something that that we Christians have to be prepared for you know the anonymous um, woman Mm. who remarried or who moved back in with her husband from yesterday's uh, uh, program Mm. um he said, well, I'm not going to be pressured into marrying. Well, th- then you shouldn't be with her. I mean, why would a woman want to stay with a man who doesn't value her enough to marry her and let her be right with God? And and the other thing, of course, now you've got an unequally yoked situation where you've got one person who wants to follow God and the other person who says, nope, you've got to choose him or me, and that's basically what it boils down to. And... Um, uh, I, I was really proud of that woman obviously I don't know who it is but I was really proud of that woman because she took a stand mm-hmm. for the Lord mm-hmm. and um, you know it's not being unloving to tell somebody the truth and yep. we're commanded to tell the truth in love
3: yeah. yeah. Paula
2: we're inside of two minutes now for this half of the program what do you got for the rest oh, of the wow.
3: show have I been talking that much
2: you would talk a lot today
3: Man, I, I'm telling you, I'm having a good day, Pastor Rob. Having a good day. <laughs> okay, so it's only two minutes. I love the question we got: hymns or contemporary music? Since I'm on the worship team, you know, one of the worship teams, and so I love both. But I tell you what, some of the old hymns have been contemporaryized. Is that a, is that a is that a word? It is now. It's today. It's that your is show. my show, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, like amazing grace, how sweet does sound? You know, there's a whole new tune to it. I mean, same words, but there's a whole new kind of an upbeat kind of tune to it. And um, uh, let me see, it is well with my soul. That one's been kind of changed, same words, but yeah, but bless I love Bless the
2: Lord, oh my soul.
3: Yeah, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Yeah, I love that too. Okay, so,
2: Hindle just smiled.
3: You know, hi, Hindle. <laughs> Handel, are you praying about coming to the retreat? Because you know I sent you the invitation. You could be my roommate. Anyway, <laughs> I love you. No, even haven't even met her, but I love her. Yeah. So come on, Handel. Um Yeah, so contemporary music. You know, the thing is, no matter what the beat is, um, as you were saying, it's genuine worship. When you look at those, the words of the songs that we sing here, man, it's all about Jesus. Yeah. Who he is, what
2: he's done. Hey, we've got thirty minutes left in the date day edition of the program, three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
2: Welcome back to the program. It is the date day edition of the show. Paula is live in the studio with us. 340-9585 for your live calls and or comments and questions. Paula, what do you have on store for this half of the program?
3: I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in your Sunday study, um Acts one through thirteen, where you said we need to have single minded devotion. Um when uh you could probably fill that up, but when we got to verse eight, it says then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean um Talk to the rulers and elders of the people. If we are being called to account for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth,
2: whom you crucified. There's direct in kind.
3: Yeah. But whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. And then he goes on to tell them about who Jesus is, the stone that the builders rejected. But, um, you know, you said, listed up Acts 5.32. God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey because, you know, there's times when the Lord asks us to do things that are kind of scary. And I'm sure this was a little bit on the scary side for for Peter. Um, And yet, because the Holy Spirit's there and says, no, say this. I've got you say this. Um he was courageous and truthful and for us the need for the spirit to come upon us all throughout the day. You know, when I leave the house to come over here, uh well actually before I leave the house to come over here to this radio program, you know, I know every Thursday the radio program's coming. But I can't just get in the car and come over here and say, Okay, Lord, you're gonna take care of this and blah blah blah. No, I need the Holy Spirit to take over. Um, because, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing or um, discourage anybody. I want to be a, a source of encouragement. Um, and so, yeah, but it's it's always different. I mean, maybe it would be one thing if we knew exactly who was listening, <laughs> you know, that if we knew everybody's scenario, but everybody's scenario is different, and it can be different from yesterday, today, because... You know, we say this all the time too. Our life can be changed in an instant. One for good or one for not so good. Yeah, you know, Paula, we're
2: only in Acts chapter 4, and this whole idea of being filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. um, has happened. I mean, the Spirit just made his entrance into the world in Acts chapter 2. We're, we're not halfway through Acts chapter 4, and we've seen them filled and refilled three times. And then in this study, there's going to be another time. This the one that finishes Acts chapter four. Okay, um, and and that that's what you just said. You, you've got to. It's not something you just put it on an autopilot and do. What you've got to do is surrender to the Lord and say, "Okay, God, what do you want to say?" Yeah. You know, when I'm getting ready to do a message, um, my prayer is always the same. Before I go into the pulpit, it's simple, Lord. Help me to teach your word in love and with power and with passion and purpose. Your will, not my will, be done with mm-hmm. clarity, with accuracy, simplicity, and practicality. practicality. Mm-hmm. And when, when I'm doing that, I'm, I'm simply saying, okay, Lord, I, I don't have a message for people. My message doesn't matter, but I want your message to deliver them. Mm-hmm. And, and that takes a refilling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, to be a, a, a good husband, a good wife, a good parent, a good employee, a good neighbor, a good friend. We need to be filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit.
3: All throughout the day. All throughout
2: the day. That's mm-hmm. what just being with Jesus really is all about. It's about being so close to him that you never, you said early in the in the program, you, you never lose sight of him. He doesn't get like this little guy up there. Mm-hmm. As well. And one of the things that I hope everybody understands, um, what you said was really important. He never stops walking. Jesus is never stationary. He's never, ever sitting still. He's always got work to do. And our job is to follow him and stay connected to him so that we then can be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. What happens when we're not filled with the power of God um, we start to do worldly things. We start to be affected by worldly ideas. Um, and, and then we rationalize, well, well, God's okay with it. He understands. When really, he wants you just to stay close to me so that you can sow to the spirit instead of sowing to the flesh.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you were so- talking, I love, when we got to uh, verse 13. <coughs> oh, no, let me go back. Because, like I said, uh, Peter is talking and he's gotta be a little bit nervous because these people have already um, killed other Christians and now Peter's declaring the gospel to them because these people that he's hurt. Now this is where you were you know, he wants them in heaven, even though they they killed Jesus. Yeah.
2: Annas and Caiaphas Annas are and buried. Caiaphas, yeah. When when Peter and John and the others would see them coming um, um, they would be terrified, and they would be angry. Mm-hmm. This is; these are the people that drove nails through Jesus's hands and feet, yeah. who were responsible for his scourging and the horrible beating. Yeah. And of course, they would think they were getting it too, or they were in danger too. So when you said they were afraid, um, but you see, afraid is being afraid is why we need that boldness, uh, and the only boldness comes from being in the presence of the Lord. That's what being baptized or filled with the Spirit is really all about.
3: Yeah. You um, you asked us at church, you said, so how about you? How about you? Those people who have hurt you or those that disgust you or those that don't believe like you, do you really want them in heaven to be able to tell them the truth in love? You can tell them the truth like, hey, if you don't straighten up, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> I mean, you could do you could be like that, you know, but no, no, no. Jesus died even for you. And, you know, I, I, I forgive you. They, they're forgiving them for killing their Lord. You know, we have other people in our.
2: But more than just forgiving him, they're extending an invitation to
3: come. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that is a huge difference. Yeah. I forgive you, but, you know, live on the other side of town. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, I love that's you. That's our
2: idea of forgiveness. Yeah, that's okay. our
3: idea of forgiveness. You know, even if you live in another state, that would be better. Um, but, yeah. Wow.
2: You know, Paula, we've always said in our conversations together, we've always said we want to be known as a church where the people that treated us the worst will know they're welcome back.
3: Yeah, that hands down, heart open. Here they come, Lord. Okay, Acts 5.32. I already said it, Lord. I want to be more like you. So here they come. You give me an opportunity right now to be like you, Jesus, where you hung on the cross for the sins of Everybody, for God's will love the whole world, even these that are coming at me that have hurt me really a lot. Um, And yet you put your hands out to the side and let them spit in your face and pull out your And you said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I want to be like that and I say it. But there's some times, Pastor Ron, when I have to read it visit that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know Paula one thing I did not mention this past Sunday but uh, verse 13 that passage uh, their reaction when they saw that the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled ordinary men mm-hmm. they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus yeah. um, a lot of the time we get people say things well I, I, I've tried I just can't forgive no matter what I do I just can't forgive mm-hmm. well well Peter and John were ordinary people. They were just like you and just like me. And they could do it. Not in their own strength. They didn't even want to. Mm -mm. But by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've got to try our best to convince Christians of. That that when you're compromising, Jesus says, I want you to take this next step. Welcome them back. You be open and vulnerable to them. Mm -hmm. No, I just can't do it. They hurt me so badly. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when we ought to be driven to our knees, uh, figuratively speaking, to say, "Lord, I can't do that on my own. Fill me, overflowing with Your presence now, so that I love them the way You love them." And then we just need a little bit of faith, because the love of God, Romans five five says, has already been poured out into our hearts. Yeah. And if these ordinary people could do it, Mm -hmm. you know, we, our problem is we look at Peter and John and Paul and all these biblical carriers as extraordinary superhero types. They were ordinary people just like us. And God will do extraordinary things through ordinary people if we simply give him the opportunity. But to do that, we got to be available to him. You know, we worry about, I can't do it. I don't have the ability to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, the only thing you have to have is the availability to God. And he'll do the work, and he'll do the things that you can't do. We had it wasn't long ago, and I don't remember um, the, the two guys right now specifically, but we had two guys in our church um, that showed up. They're both brand new believers, and their their lives are just changed. The fruit is flowing, and then they saw each other in the church. They were coming to different services, and they came mm-hmm. to the same service, saw each other, and they were sworn gang enemies yeah. of one another. Yeah. I mean, they tried to kill one another in times past, <laughs> and suddenly they're looking at each other and, like, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And, and, and see, that's the kind of thing. And, and they became friends and served the Lord together. But that's what God will do to ordinary people if we just give them the chance.
3: Yeah. It's, we think it's impossible but it isn't really. If we will nothing
2: just, is impossible with God. That's what I the Bible says. I knew you says. will say that.
3: You got spiritual on me right there, Pastor Ron. <laughs> that was it. That was good. So you asked the question after verse thirteen. I like the questions because I have to go home and ask myself this. You said, "Is it clear to people that you've been with Jesus, especially at home? Is your life filled with joy? Are you kind?" Not proud and selfish, but humble and thankful, you know. So when I go out on my walk and stuff, this is what I take. (laughs) These are the things I take with me, just so you know. Not everybody listens to you, but I'm sworn to. (laughs) The Lord said, you got one job, girl. Pay attention. (laughs) And so is it clear to people that I've been with Jesus, especially at home? So how am I doing? You're doing great. I i, am I some, like 50, percent 75. What am I like? You're 85? way more than that. I know I'm not 100. No sense in me lying. You either. I,
2: I, I got stopped by somebody. Um, not even in our neighborhood. I mean, they're in our area. Uh huh. But they were walking in our neighborhood when I was out running, uh, last week. It was oh, okay. Thursday or Friday of last week. Okay. And when I was out running, um, they stopped and said, "Said, oh, you're you're that preacher, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And I said, um, um, or they said, "Well, well, uh, we run into your wife. Uh-huh. She's always so happy. What she got? So she's always so happy." I said, "You know what? She spends more time with Jesus than anybody I knew." And they both nodded their heads. And this is a guy that you told me the backstory. First time I'd ever seen them, but you knew enough about them that he was on his second time with cancer mm-hmm. and trying to recover from the treatment again, mm-hmm. and you had prayed for mm-hmm. them and. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, the, they took note that you'd been with Jesus. Oh, and then I just reinforced it by saying, oh yeah, she's just been so, so <laughs> much time hanging around with, with Jesus that, that of course, she told me all that and we've been praying for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and the look on their face was like, you've been praying for us? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I've been praying for you.
3: Yeah. yeah. He has a wife and she, she walks with three other ladies most of the time. And it's probably on those weeks when he's had the chemo and he can't go. And it's, it's I think, um, the third week of the month, you know, after he has chemo, that he's able to get out there and walk with her. So, yeah. But I, I pray for them all the time. Because that would be hard. Yeah. And I, I pray for caregivers. Oh. Don't think I'm some special, you know, but, yeah, I like to, and once in a while, I'll pray for them.
2: You know, when you get to be older. Yeah. And we officially qualify. Yeah, we do. Um, you can't help but to think about life without your spouse. Now, we've had a bunch of people in the church over the years, especially over the last few years, um, whose spouses
3: are no longer with no us. No longer here.
2: They died from um, cancer or some other things. And, yeah. and you know, when somebody's been together for For years, our friend Gail Irwin. Mm -hmm. um, He and Ada had been together for 64 years. 64 years. And, uh, you know, Gail's just full of Jesus all the time. Mm -hmm. And we used to laugh at Ada because Gail, Gail, you know, he tells the same stories over and over Mm -hmm. and over.
3: Mm -hmm. Kind of like Dr. Peter.
2: (laughs) 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 But, But every time Gail told a story, she sat there like it was the first time she heard mm-hmm. it, and she just had a smile on her face. It was, it was like, well, that's my man. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's all about Jesus, mm-hmm. and he's bringing joy to people. And um, you, you know, I don't care how long you've been with somebody; pretty soon, you're gonna say, "Look, if I hear this story." One <laughs> time, <laughs>
3: Like I say with Dr. Peter.
2: Yeah, no, like you say with me. If I hear about (laughs) 185,000 Assyrians being dead one more time. And then last night, that was the Bible study. Yeah,
3: and I, you know, you hadn't said it in so long. It was refreshing to hear it. Maybe I'm getting to be like Ada. Yeah. Yeah. Say that. Tell me that story one more time.
2: But you know, the the idea of, of living a life that is completely different than the life you've lived for 40 or 50 or 60 years. Yeah is more than daunting. And um, you know, these are the people that that we've got to encourage and exhort to be with Jesus because he's the only source of comfort. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that. You and I do. Mm-hmm. And and you always say, You better die f- I, you, I better die first. Yeah, you you right. want to die first. So uh-huh. but um,
3: then who's gonna drive you around?
2: Yeah. What am I gonna do? Yeah, you know what I'm
3: saying? I that's thought you me. loved me. I do. So, so I'm thinking about I have to rethink that now.
2: So uh-huh. let's go out together.
3: <laughs> you' crazy, okay, so you know it was funny because I was doing my little stretching exercises before I can get out of bed, you know, now that I'm in this age bracket, you know it's a little tough, so I'll do my little and you said, you even do that with joy, <laughs> well, I'm glad to be able to move a little bit, you know yeah, what I'm
2: saying We are so different. I don't wake up like, hey,
3: yeah, you do, I know, you do. And so I'm
2: I'm just thinking, I'm laying in bed just at the time you're doing that. Yeah. I'm laying in bed thinking, oh, I got to go exercise.
3: <laughs> 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 who, who, who wants to go exercise? And yeah. you're just, woo, 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 woo. Uh-huh. And now that I got my new, uh, well, should I advertise my, my Black Rifle Coffee uh, Company mm-hmm. jacket? Man, it can be 40s, and I'm going to be good out there. And so, but there's a couple of days when it's like... Low 30s, and you yeah. said, Paula, no.
2: <laughs> and and I t- I'm never good in the 40s.
3: Yeah, you're not good in the 40s, mm-hmm. I know. I <laughs> barely
2: survive <the>, at 50. <laughs> you know, I need to be 70.
3: Yeah, but well, you've been doing really well because mm-hmm. my lap that I use at the house, you know, that when it's too cold, I, I can walk around in the house for about 45 minutes and work up a pretty good sweat. Well, when it's in the 30s, you kind of take it over my. My, my my laps, and so I can go outside still, no problem. I'm glad you're just moving. Mm-hmm. We getting this, we getting this age bracket. I, I tell the ladies, love them hard while you got them. So, love them hard while you have them. Okay, sweetie,
2: we got about eight minutes left, so when okay. you should do what you want to do. All right, so I'm going to go take a nap.
3: Okay, then. So it's all on you. Okay, well, you know, we had the women's leadership meeting this week, and and a lot of us are counseling people who are um, depressed, anxious, some even suicidal. You know, they're saying stuff like, I'm just, I'm done, you know. Um, and you know, the, our, our, our meeting devotion was our spiritual warfare has intensified. And, um, you know, people are losing hope. Um, and so <clears throat> we just said, the Lord's been telling me over and over again, in you know how he does It seems like it comes up in every study As as time goes on But to have confidence in me Be still and watch me Because what happens is For me anyway We have a lot of Everybody seems to want to text And let me know what their prayer request is um, And the Lord's been saying That's okay just throw up a quick prayer You know or pray But I can't carry it Um And nobody is built to to carry it all, only the Lord. And, you know, he was kind of telling me, you know, before we had, like, email and phones and all that kind of stuff, we didn't know that much. And it's just a a lot for anybody to carry. Um, And yet that's our calling. You know, we love people and they want to. But he keeps telling me, Paula, you can't carry it. So pray and then kind of let it go. But there's some things that are so, uh, like the people who are just so frantic, and uh, you know it's like I'm scared to take my eye off of them, kind Mm. of a thing. You know, Um, I don't live at their house, but I might as well because I'm not really. I'm I'm thinking about them the whole all the time, and so the Lord's saying, Paula, have confidence in me. I'm everywhere at all times. I know all things. You need to rest. Because I was, like, getting all stirred up. And so so he's saying, have confidence in me, be still, and watch me. Um, At the same time, I'm thinking, well, I don't want to get a hard heart or, like, whatever. You know, God's going to take care of it. I don't have to think about it at all. That's not it. Um, But to armor up every day and kind of just have confidence in the Lord that, Paula, I heard your prayer. Paula, they belong to me. And or, people pray the whatever it takes kind of situations. Well, this may be one of those whatever it takes kind of situations. Don't freak out. Um, and so, I'm not the only one in the leadership group that's going through some of these same things. Because we want to talk about that, and uh, not mentioning names. So it's it. You know well. You know, yeah.
2: no, 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 for the audience, no confidences are being violated. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I don't know who they may be talking about, and they don't know who I might be talking about. And there's no even because we've had that discussion too. You can give so much information, you can kind of figure it out. We don't do that either. Um, so uh, the perp- we got to the place of what are you doing? What are some of the ways you're equipping yourself and others? for the war that we are in or about to be in. Um, And so, of course, the first thing was being in the word ourselves and taking God's word personally for ourselves. Um, And then, you know, make sure you don't grow weary in well-doing. And then, uh, of course, reminding ourselves that the spiritual warfare has intensified and so we need to be armored up so that's what we were we were talking about and and um
2: you know God will prepare us for for every trial. It doesn't mean they're going to be easy, mm-hmm. but but we will be prepared. Uh but we've got to focus on him instead of focusing on the things. And social media has killed us. Yeah. Um you know, um, it, it used to be I'd make announcements about things that happened. Uh we lost so and so or this happened or that happened. And or we'd ask people to pray, but now everybody just barfs their life out on social media, so everybody knows instantly. Mm-hmm. And we're really psychologically we're not equipped to handle all the information that we have. Yeah. And all we can do is lay those burdens, cast your cares. He cares for us, mm-hmm. so we got to know that. And so we we cast our cares upon Him. Yeah. And we do that. Um, as, as really a means of, of protecting ourselves and the ministry that God has called us to. But, you know, God will prepare us if we allow him to do it. And being with Jesus is a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Paul, you're now inside three minutes.
3: Wow. It's going fast, huh? <laughs> so, for the ladies out there, because we can be Mary's, we can be Martha's. Both are good, but you got to have the right heart. What what did Jesus say to Martha, who was frantic and flailing around, and don't you care, God, you know, all these things are happening in my life, and I'm doing all the work, and blah, 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 blah. And she, Don't you care? And he says, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things, but Mary has chosen the better part. You know, sometimes we put, and I, I used to be one of these that, you know, that, 8 by 11, yellow notepad, and all the things I I needed to do or thought I had to get done today. And if I didn't get them done, i hate to have stuff go over to the next day. The Lord was telling me, you know what, that looks like uh, your plan. (laughs) And I want you to be merry today where you can hear him. And I don't know if people can hear this on the thing, but... Where he's doing like, come sit with me. Come be still. Be quiet. Sit with me. I want to talk with you. I got I, I just want to hold you. Just sit here and be held by me. Stop all the franticing. Um Yeah. You don't have to do all of that stuff to be accepted. Just come over here and sit with you me. You said
2: both are good, it's a good thing, but Mary found the better
3: part. There you found the better
2: part. And that was characteristic of Mary's life three times we find her in the New Testament and three times she's at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. That's that's where we all need to be.
3: Yeah. Anyway, that's the date day edition for this week.
2: <laughs> hey, thank you very much for tuning in. You have no idea how much we appreciate the time that you take to listen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this has been The Word to Stand On for Life. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. See you then.
3: Bye.
1: Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4,